Welcome back to Never Settle, kicking off season six, and we're doing video again. Today I have Christine Curran. She is the executive producer and host of Dining Divas, a fellow female producer. Christine, cannot wait to jump into today's conversation with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. So fun. And I would love to hear, you know, your journey of production and where it all started, you know, even as you were younger, you know, how this trajectory really took you on this path of storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely. I know people ask me that a lot and I have to think back, like, how did I even get to where I'm at? Um, I think, you know, just I was always that way as a kid, you know, like I always just kind of ended up in like the leadership position. And um, I was band captain like at 16 and I skipped a grade. So I was like the youngest band captain ever. And I, you know, I just won awards. And then I was like soccer captain. And I just kind of took that leadership role. I, I guess it's not that I wanted to, it's just kind of like I felt like I was good at, at delegating and also problem solving. So um, it started at a young age and then I went to college um, and I had a baby. And so that was a challenging time being 17 years old and 16 wow. in college, 17, having a baby. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I don't want to get a normal job and raise a kid. I want to have fun and raise a kid. Right. Like I want to enjoy my life still and still be a great mom. So I was like, I have to do something outside the box, you know? And so after college, I started my own company. I've been an entrepreneur straight out of college ever since and been in the entertainment industry for 18 years was a model, actress, TV host, did, you know, like hundreds of celebrity interviews on the red carpet. I had a, you know, entertainment company where I booked over 800 women for, you know, photo shoots, modeling, fashion shows, you name it. Um, and I had a really popular service in my 20s called the Jello Shot Girls. I made a million dollars in cash in my 20s. <laughs> it was a wild time. We had a big warehouse and party bus and it was fun. Um, but I've always been about women in and helping women elevate, um, you know, a lot of the girls that worked for me were single moms too, or college girls. So I wanted to like, kind of help them get where they wanted to be. <clears throat> and um, I, I kind of just got, you know, that as you get into your thirties, you don't want to be booking, you know, 21 year olds all over the place. And I kind of wanted to do something more and for my career and something more creative with my production talents. And I'm like, what do I really want to do? And I'm like, well, I want to get paid to eat and drink and travel. <laughs> Because I raised a kid all my 20s. I wanted to go places. I want to see things, you know? So I started Dining Divas. And um, and that's been a, a big women empowerment movement too, having different women from different walks of life come together over food, fun, and travel. And that's kind of how we got to where we're at today. Amazing. There's so much there that you've just put into a short period that I would love to break down because it's in, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. You know, and I have to say where, you know, having a, a child in your teens, how you were like, there's your mindset around that. Like what propelled you to say, I'm still going to move forward with pursuing something fun in a career route. Like, what was that mindset like for you? I just am not one to see things as like a negative. I always see the positive on it. And like me and my daughter had the best uh, you know, her first decade of life was just amazing. I mean, we were at the zoo and then, you know, I was able to build a company that had residual income coming in that we could go take a trip to the Keys, go to Orlando, like every other weekend, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice, steady, healthy, happy life, a style that, um, 
you know, I just, I always see things for like what it is. All right. This is something I have to do. How do I make it better? How do I make it more enjoyable? How do I make it easier on myself and the people around me? And that was just kind of where I, where I went with it. Were you born with that kind of mindset or did you attract it? Was it, um, you know, something you learned? I have no idea. I mean, like, I, I guess <laughs> I've always kind of been a leader, but and just like an outside the box thing. Um, I, I, you know, it was, it was interesting because we recently in September, while uh, we flew to St. Lucia and did an episode down there with Think and Grow Rich Institute, I never read Think and Grow Rich. You know, I never read any of those self-development books, but like, I just, I guess attracted or started to learn along my course of life, just those principles, not realizing there's a whole community around it. And so when we got to do that, I was like, oh my God, these are my people. <laughs> this is so cool. Like there's a whole like formula behind this. And, you know, I just kind of lived that, that lifestyle and that thought process, you know? It's inspiring. And it's of course, something that I resonate to is just how, and exactly that of never settle. It's, you know, we're, we're given these cards now, how are we going to play them and how you, it, it sounds and appears like, cause we've had, this isn't our first conversation either. It's just, you continue to level up and you take what you have learned and how it continues to add to. And even now I, I love that idea of, I want to travel. I want to get paid to do it. And I want to, you know, eat well as at the same time. So that kind of leads up to, you know, you've been in the entertainment business for 18 years. And how have you not only stayed relevant, but at the top of your game throughout that many years? Because it's not an easy industry. Not that that shies us away from anything. <laughs> no, but. it's not. Um <laughs> It's a, it's a lot of, um, it's funny last night, I actually went to this networking event for people in my industry. No idea what I was walking into. Next thing you know, the guy's like, Christine, get on the panel. You're pitching your, your show to these big <laughs> investors. And I'm like, what? Um, yeah. I, and I love that, but you know, we we were talking on the panel last night about this and, um, it was, it was really powerful because we're saying like everything and especially in South Florida and the entertainment industry is, is about collaboration. Everything is about like, Hey, I scratch your back. You scratch my back because the money doesn't flow unless you get to a certain level. And it takes a collective to get there, to be able to do that. And even in my, with my TV show, it's all like-minded, very successful boss people coming together and supporting, you know, what, what I've been building and being, and just the more that they come in and the more powerful we get as a group, as a team, you know? How did you attract those that you are working with? Because I met your team in a few calls. And how did you attract those other powerhouse of women? Um, so I will tell you, definitely cutting toxic people out because <laughs> it becomes, I have so many people that want to be part of my team, right? And they jump in, ah, you know, all excited. And then it's like, all of a sudden you start seeing these little red flags and what happens is one person can cut down the entire group, one person with gossip and drama and nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I, and so I cut the, like I've learned over the years, cause I build big teams. I've built so many teams in my lifetime that I've learned over the years. You've got to cut those people out. As soon as you cut them out, all these good people come in. It's wild how it works, but just being very mindful of your team and the energies in your team. And is just a little off track for the day or something. That's one thing. But if they have something that's more of like, and like more deep, that is going to cause, you know, problems for your future. Like you've got to get rid of it because it will, it will cause problems. So attracting like-minded people, making sure your team is healthy and that everybody is like at the same level as far as mindset, because then everybody will continue to grow together.
And it sounds like you have experienced that before where you're you're creating a team and your laughter also adds to it. I get that. I've been in the same position. You're adding to your team and then you start to realize like, is this a sour apple of the day or is this really a sour apple in the bunch? What's a, um, a you know, and names out, but what's an experience that you've had where you had to take that action? Because it's not always easy for people to say, you know what, I need to remove this person from the work environment or my life. So if you can share a story with us. Yeah, I've had two like very prominent stories that were, you know, it was a lot to deal with. There were, you know, women that I cared for, loved, but it just started getting to where it's always gossip or victim mentality. And like you start, it starts to drain you. And when that happens, doesn't matter, you know, how close you feel like you are, it's business and you can't have that in your business. You just can't. So it's like, I've had to, for both of them, there were two different uh, separate occasions and two different um, time periods, but I had to just let them go. And of course that comes along with people getting angry and like running around trying to like, you know, but you just got to ignore it, let it die down. And just know you made the right decision. And both times, I'll tell you, my business elevated like a drastically immediately when I got rid of them. And so that's how I know it was the right decision that I made as hard as it is for me because I'm very empathic. Um, but when you have 30 other people on your team, you're like, I have to just do this. This is the hard part of my job and I need to do this. Thank you for sharing that. And that's exactly the warrior mentality of not being a victim of, you know, having to elevate and make those hard decisions. So that's where I thank you for expanding on that and why I wanted to bring that up. You you bring up about being an empath and that's something else that we resonate on, but still to stand in that power. How do you balance, you know, that that feeling, but then being able to make those harder decisions if you have any tips? And this is also for me, too. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes it's, you know, going to your inner circle, your closest people and saying, this is how I'm feeling about this person. I would like your intake on my feelings versus what you've seen, you know, so you make it you make the right decision as well. Um, you know, am I overthinking it? Am I, and, and, you know, as soon as everybody else is like, nope, I feel the same way. It's like, all right, then, you know, you know, you're in the right place. But um, I, I try to just keep like having conversations about a problem or a situation separate from gossip being like, I don't gossip. That's a big thing for me. I don't want to sit here and talk bad about somebody else. I'll say, look, this person is making me feel this way. This person did this, which brought harm to my business, you know, or ill will to me as a person. And I'm, I'm feeling like this and I need to know if I'm, you know, what to do next. What's my plan of action. Um, so I think that's an important way to approach things and make sure that you stay in integrity and authenticity and just, you know, be a good person. I'm sure too, that also adds into where your business has grown to what it is today. So tell us, because I'm aware of it and I love your concept and um, what you've created with Dining Divas and you have a whole TV platform as well. So if you can share a little more on that, and then I'd love to hear some of the stories of, um, you know, the, the behind the, of what you're creating and that excitement. Yeah, sure. So we started Dining Divas about four years ago. And what I really wanted to do was bring a more modernized, entertainment-driven foodie and lifestyle show. Um, I love Guy Fury, but even Guy, when you're just one person, one host, it can get a little monotonous, like it's kind of repetitive. And so I brought a lot of different people from different walks of life and ethnicities together. So that way the conversations are very... um, organic and also very diverse, right? And and their opinions of the food and the presentation and so forth. So it makes it very fun show. 
Um, and I, I love everybody. They're all beautiful in their own ways. We have all different shapes and sizes on our show. And um, the Dining Divas has now done three seasons. We did two local South Florida seasons, then COVID hit. And we had to build an app during that time because we didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so we have an app. You can get it in Google or Apple Play Store and uh, watch all the shows from the from before. It's nowhere else online. I've taken it off everywhere. So it's only on the app. Um, and then we came back and we did our third season on national TV on Women's Entertainment Park. So that was really exciting. And now we're uh, filming for our spinoff series, which is the Destination Divas uh, for Travel Channel. So we filmed our first episode. We're working on our second. We're doing another Think and Grow Rich episode, which you can actually travel with the divas and be part of the filming. Um, that'll be in Puerto Rico. So we got a lot of exciting things for the season. And we are launching our Dining Dudes uh, this year as well, which I'm super excited about because they are adorable and super hilarious. Yes, they are. <laughs> They're so funny. How have you stayed ahead of the curve? Because even you, you just, it sounds like you, you know, COVID came and you're like pivot, we're creating an app. And then it's like, okay, we're going to take this here for destination. And then we're going to make this live, um, which I would love to hear more about as well. You're to travel with the divas, how, how does that operate? And then I, like I was started with is how you've continued to just stay ahead of the curve with everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm a visionary, so I, I don't follow people. Like I don't even follow celebrities on Instagram, like not nobody. Cause I don't even want to know what other people are doing. I just want to focus on what I'm creating in my own brain. And I feel like sometimes you get skewed if you start following too many people and seeing what other people are doing. And like, people are always like, well, what about your competition? I'm like, I don't have competition. Like, like I work, I'm, I work against me only. Okay. Like there's no such thing, but there actually, there really isn't any competition because there's no shows that let you travel with the cast. There's no shows that are building what we're building. We've got some unique features for our app that nobody else is doing, not Netflix, not Hulu. So I feel like we've got a lot of advantages, but I just try to stay in my own, my own creative space. That, that to me is, there's no ahead of the curve if you're only in your own brain, right? Because you're just in your own lane and doing your own thing. And so I don't have to worry what other people are, are up to, you know? It's powerful. How do you source your inspiration? You know, what inspires you that if you are, you know, in your own lane, which I, I love that it's powerful and that you don't even follow other celebrities, you're, you're creating your own path, but what inspires you? Um, energy, people's energy. Like I'm very like, so even when we did our first episode for travel channel, everything went wrong, right? There's like, well, there's a million moving pieces, first of all, like from just from logistics to, to get 10 people from my crew and cast to a location. And they're all coming from different areas of the United <laughs> States. It, that alone was a lot of work. And then once we're there, like, you know, I, I, if we didn't do a site tour, I have to just do it by Google Maps and figuring out how long is it going to take from here. So all and then putting it together each seg segment that we have to film, right, and having the storyline. So um, a million things went, you know, different than what it was originally planned. But I'm really good at pivoting. Like you said, like that's and to me, I just let the energy flow. I'm like, hey, this isn't working right now. But all of a sudden this this opened up. Let's go that direction. This uh -huh. looks like the easier path of, uh, against resistance. So <laughs> I try to follow that energy. And like when I meet somebody, like it inspires me to make a show. Like sometimes I'll meet somebody. They're like, I have this woman, for instance, she's one of the only female um, cigar makers. And it's like, you know, I don't know 
I'm like, Hey, let's do a show around this. And I'll connect you with this vodka. We'll go on a yacht. And we'll so like, I just start piecing things together from like the energies of people I've been meeting around town or yeah, on zoom calls with, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put you here and you here. And we're going to do that now that we're going to make this episode. So that's usually how I get inspired. <laughs> You become, you're a dot connector and that's, I see that. I feel that. Um, and that's where I, I also sense, you know, a lot of things just start to come to fruition naturally and that that becomes, uh, it becomes more powerful that way as well, because then it's not trying to force something, but it, it becomes more organic. One of your first, um, and I, w- I would love to touch on, you know, your first show experience where you said you're a hustler and you were going door to door and you're sending Instagram messages one after another, a DM. What was that? That Because I think we're all there in some manner or form where it's, we're just going to find a way. What was that process like? <laughs> and that determined inner resilience. Yeah, so I built both of my companies that same way. So like back before Instagram was a thing, my jello shot girls, I would go on Facebook events and like every morning I'd wake up and I'd be like, Hey, you want free entertainment? Ask me how and send like a really hot picture of a girl, you know, jello shots. And like, I would just do that all the way down the event list. I'd get like five, you know, inquiries. I closed two of them. Boom. I there, I made my money for the day. And I just kept doing that. And so I was like, took, you know, everything that you learn right in life is experience. So when I started this one, I'm like, how am I going to get to where I need to be fast enough? So I came up with a little, you know, little paragraph that was um, attractive and went into, you know, I built first my Instagram for Dining Divas way before I even tried. I built it for like four months. I'm like, I need to have content. I need to have likes. I need to have people. And so then I started messaging people through the Instagram, like, Hey, you want to be on that? You want to be on local TV? Da, da, da. And so, and then I would find brand partners. Hey, are you interested in a brand partnership on TV? And I would just do that a hundred times a day until I got five inquiries and then I would follow up with them and the follow-up is everything. And I just did that over and over and over. It's repetitiveness, you know, until you finally start building up a library of people and people that actually want to come on board. And trust me, I cried a lot <laughs> because I got shut down so much. Like you get shut down. It doesn't matter how good you are, how long you've been, <laughs> you get shut down so much and you're like, no. And I remember doing 12 hour days in Miami, driving down to Miami and just 12 hours of just meeting straight through and just like feeling like defeated and exhausted. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. What kept you going those moments? Cause absolutely it is. I'm an actress. I get it. It's like, we, we get told no daily. What kept you going? Um, cause I'm like, what else am I going to do? Like, this is my life. This is what I do. Like, I don't know anything else, but entertainment and I'm doing this, this show, like it's happening. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Easy enough. And you, you know, it, when we talked on, we opened up the conversation about you being a leader and one of your powerful mantras, bosses dictate leaders collaborate. And I'm like, if I wasn't done with tattoos, that's powerful. Where does that come from? (laughs) And how does that resonate and land for you? So that's something I just came up with like maybe three months ago, which is so Ah. crazy because we had this event we were planning and it was like three boss ladies and this one guy and the guy started getting a little like too much, like the energy wasn't really and he was too like frustrated when we asked certain questions or we had a pit, you know? And so 
I, he kind of backed out of the event and, and it was kind of just, it, it was a little rude. <laughs> It was okay, but it was a little like aggressive. And so we were like, all we did was ask questions. And I'm like, you know what? I said, that's meant to be. I said, bosses dictate, leaders collaborate. He's clearly not, you know, in our, in our, you know, energy level of, of leadership. So I just said, that's okay. Like, let's move on. So you know, that's where it came from. And they kind of suck. And the girls were like, Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so it's just been my my thing ever since. It's powerful. I love, love, love that. And, you know, it just the way to be able to collaborate adds to that organic sense of um, energetic flow, as opposed to putting things into confined boxes. Because uh, I think that's where a lot of energy will get stuck. Now, you have a lot of different projects coming up. You are focused on quite a few other endeavors, empowering women. What drives you in that space of female empowerment and also being able to yourself as a leader, but then also supporting others? Well, I mean, like I said, having a baby at 17 and having to figure it out on my own and then having 800 women work for me and seeing all, I mean, having girls sleep on my couch and picking them up on the side of the road and crying about the boyfriend and paying their electric bill when they couldn't, like all the things I've seen and done. Um, it's just always it just getting, having a daughter, I have a daughter, you know, she's 19 now. So it's just like, I know how hard it was for me and I tend, and I'm a little bit more aggressive than most women. So I know women need my help, you know, in so many ways. And you know, we're actually doing that accelerator program to help women entrepreneurs because women are very underserved in raising capital, which I know that feeling very, very well, um, very underserved and, you know, having corporate, you know, it's like 22% women are on uh, executive teams and like 17% women get funded, like the numbers are low. And so, you know, we're, we're here to try to change that and try to help that, you know, with our accelerator program and everything else I can do to just empower women to feel their best. You are such an inspiration and you are absolutely, you inspire me. I'm new from our first conversation. Like there's really an interesting <laughs> and inspiring energy around this woman. So I'm so glad to have this conversation. What does never settle mean to you, Christine? You too. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> never settle. I mean, it means just you always have to be ready to find another way around whatever obstacle you have, you know, just people get so stuck when something doesn't work the way they want it to, instead of saying, okay, that's not meant to be what's the other options. There's always other options. And, you know, if you can just keep an open mind as you work on any project or work with any set of people or work on anything, you'll be able to find that, that path of least resistance. You embody the message of never settle and live free to a T, empowered choice. Christine, thank you so much for your time. I'm gonna put all the links below uh, of both the, um, the links for your shows, for your platform, for the upcoming, um, and you've also created, it's just so many different things. You've created also a cryptocurrency, you have different events that are coming up, um, the links for the shows that are coming up. My goodness, it's all going to be below. I think that's the easiest way to say it. But where else can we find you if there's one directory? <laughs> I mean, you can go to christinecurrent.com and I've got links to everything there too. There we go. Thank you so much for being here. I Thank can't you. wait to check out all the shows that Thank are launching you. as well. I look well. forward to working <laughs> together soon. Likewise, me too.